Tonight on Dateline, a podcaster who's never had sex. Could Zach Chessman be a complete loser? We launched our investigative team to find out, and what we found will shock you. But first, we're going to interview friend of the show and sex haver, Belvin Olasov. Belvin, hey. tell me a little bit about Zach Chessman. Well, you know what? Uh, you're actually working with incomplete information. Zach and I consummated last night. That's great. <laughs> That's great to hear. And that ends this investigation. Derails the joke. Next week we on Dateline, Belvin Olasov. He seemed like the perfect Dateline interviewee. But what happened during the interview? <laughs> she derailed whatever it was I was trying to do. What's my interview? Hey. I'm bringing in friend of the show, Hello? Zach Chessman, to talk a little bit about Belvin's unreliability. Oh, hey, yeah. Uh, I mean, that wasn't true. Oh, it wasn't true? I mean, no. So he's a liar. Well, that's good to I'm hear. I'm married until marriage. And are you married currently to Belvin yeah, Olasov? <laughs> he's not on the show. He can't say anything. It's just me and Zach. <laughs> ring, ring. Can you see a ring, ring on ring. this finger? Ring, ring. We're getting a ring, call ring. in Dateline Studios, and I'm going to pick up the phone. Hey, it's it's Belvin Olasov here. I just wanted to say something that straight. from context clues. I, I'm go hiding, on. I'm hiding underneath your desk. I'm listening in. Uh... I just got to say, I just wanted to seem cool when I said that I consummated my relationship. A simple man with an innocent motivation, unfairly railroaded by a hack news program. Dateline investigates Dateline tonight at 11. (laughs) (laughs) Man, Dateline became Maury really quickly. Fuck. Yeah, Dateline got pretty meta toward the end there. Yeah. Hmm. I like how you brought in like true facts into the show. I like in the beginning. I like I thought that was really cool. <laughs> how you brought the true facts into the bit of yeah. how I've never had sex. Everything in that bit was 100% real. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of truth. No, this is actually not Dateline though. Uh we just hired a bunch of guests who were on Dateline. Those are all actors playing the parts of the host of the show, yeah, it, which have similar names, actually. It costs us a lot of money. <laughs> Tonight, yeah. on a very special episode of 30 Minute Worlds, the dangers of lying to <laughs> television hosts <laughs> and why it might wind you in prison. Mm. This is scary. straight. They say whatever they want on Maury. No one really doesn't affect a, anybody, it's a really. Wild Wild West on that show, though. Yeah, much like our show. They're just making shit up. Which is what we do on this show. This is 30 Minute Worlds, a podcast where myself, Walter Kunkel, and my friends Belvin Olasov, Zach Chessman, and Daniel Kennedy all make up a fantasy world in 30 minutes or more, usually more. Uh, I am the lore lad for this episode, which means that these three esteemed gentlemen and Dateline guests will throw prompt words at me and... I will have creative control over the world that we collectively decide to build together. Yeah, and we're real sorry. We were going to get Steve Harvey as the guest on this one, but he oh, found yeah. out about Walt's Twitter account, and, well, that's not <laughs> happening anymore. <laughs> Let me tell you. Well, that, that that's is, the listeners can go and they can look at the look at your tweets and they'll find out <laughs> for themselves. What did I tweet about well, Steve Harvey? When you said uh, celebrated uh, game show host, I thought you were going to say Bill Cosby. 
No. <laughs> we'll get him. We got this. We can't let them know about this special episode that we have planned. No, it's a surprise. <laughs> The Steve oh, Harvey, man. Bill Cos, uh, yeah, the the Steve Cosby, Bill Harvey spectacular. They live from <laughs> Rikers Prison. They've changed their last names, and Steve Harvey's in jail. It's what was required to make that bit work that you just outlined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, gentlemen, what prompts do we have here? Uh, the word tonight is embargo. The word embargo from Daniel Kennedy here. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Interesting choice. Best one, what you got? Yeah, cheese. Um, I'm gonna go for icon. 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 In my words, it resemble yeah. one of the icons on the home screen of your computer. My words is cowboy. Oh hell yeah! Yeehaw! Hell yeah! Okay, Melvin, you're always throwing down the genre defining. <laughs> Embargo, icon, cowboy. When I think icon, I think like uh, like religious icons, like you would have in Greek Orthodoxy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were highly valued. Uh, maybe it would make sense to forbid trade of them through an embargo uh, because of their spiritual significance, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. maybe uh, the embargo starts like maybe there's a trade war over like some inter-country dispute over icons. That'd be interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, like, if... Oh, go on, Dan. That's not too different from what really happened, like, with iconoclasm. They, But they, like, people would break into churches and, like, smash them up uh, to, like, because the icons were, like, sinful or whatever, and they wanted to remove them from the church and, like, mm-hmm. its place in religion. And But then they would sort of just steal the icons and, like, melt down the gold and take the jewels yeah. out. <laughs> uh, which sort of vibes with this uh, cowboy aesthetic, I think. So, like, is Greek Orthodox cowboys a niche that we can fill <laughs> aesthetically? <sighs> Taking aside the prompt words here and just looking big strokes, could you have a Greek Orthodoxy cowboy I setting? don't know. Hear me out here. Cowboy Pope. Like Catholic like cowboys? Cowboy pope. Or specifically the Pope? Not, not like the Pope. Just like, like the imagine... Big, the big Pope hat, but it also has a big brim on it, and he's like... Like Pope equivalent. <laughs> Pope Dimido. <laughs> like the sheriff of the Vatican. He's like, howdy, y'all. Dominus uh, Petria Domine. I'm technically infallible, but don't let it get to you, son. <laughs> <laughs> Only in doctrine. <laughs> no, I like that. So there's a grand religious figure who's the sheriff. Uh, <laughs> the, yes. And he oversees... I guess there would be icons of him and of other minor saints, but saints in this setting would be called uh, not saints, but like uh, what's a cowboy version of a saint? Uh, Fucking, there's a word like, well, I'm thinking de- of. Deputies uh, is deputies a little on maybe. the nose. Uh, um, um, bishops. There's this uh, myth is like like writers in the sky or something. If, if I don't know if there's a more succinct name. As ever, names are the death of the podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll find a cool name and think of it later. Wranglers, maybe. Uh, sure. Yeah. Wranglers. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> that, that is what cowboys do, I guess. It's just so funny to go from saints to, like, wranglers. 
They're wrangling the souls of the damned and well, taking them to heaven. Why are jeeps huh? named after saints, huh? Because they're important in our world, too. More so even than cowboys. That's just a digression. And uh, if you if you listeners can guess what Walt's religious background is, you'll win a $50 gift card to his apartment. <laughs> Stay at his apartment uh, and he'll make was, you dinner. Who was ooh, mentioning ooh. Ghost Riders? Because we... I think we were talking. I was. Yeah, Chessman, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I just um, I just got a word. Drovers. Which I kind of like that. Uh, it's people who drive cattle. Yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there's never just the one cowboy, right? It's a group of drovers. It makes right, sense. Like drovers, sense. shepherds, very mm-hmm. biblically. Yeah. Shepherds. So there's yeah, yeah. yeah religious. We're all God's cattle. And it's yes. their job, after they die, they were so good at what they did that they shepherd souls to the afterlife. Ooh, what if uh, religious people get branded oh, yeah. on their hindquarters? It'd be cool if, like, uh, there were bad spirit cows, right? That fucking, uh, they had to get wrangled into hell, right? So they, they not only bring people to heaven, but also to wherever the bad places in mythology. There's, uh... What's the psychopomps, the spirit guides? Well, there's the... I think if we were going to go for, like, a good place, bad place dichotomy, there would be a... I don't know what the good place would be. The bad place would probably be a desert, because there's nothing to eat there. Right. Um, Yeah, cattle can't find sucker in the desert. The salt lands, yeah, yeah. And that's biblical. The wastelands. The flats is a good name for hell. Uh, So maybe the drovers... They just, uh, they drive uh, the evil cattle to the desert, but the the good place is on the other side, on another side of the desert. The cattle being, obviously, for the listener, a metaphor for our souls when we pass on. What if they're Minotaur in this world? Minotaur. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh. Like, okay. not just, like, metaphorical bad cattle, but, like, actual bad cattle people. Where the, the story goes And back. that makes the cowboys more like bounty hunters, too. Not just yeah. uh, people doing a menial job, but their job's actually really important. They wrangle together. Uh, are they minotaurs as well? No. I mean, in, in my mind, there's a dichotomy. Yeah. Okay. I, I, Hang on. Why? I feel like minotaurs specifically... I don't know if minotaurs specifically are evil, but I do feel like it's hard to ride a horse if you have um bull legs that's kind of easily fixable you could just say giant paul bunyan ass steeds i I think the minotaur are godless i think the minotaurs are heathens okay it could be what if the the icons are like they're used as like part of a religious purification ritual and like if you become too corrupted you could become a minotaur like either in body or in spirit maybe okay i like that so a spirit kind of merges with your body and you take on inhuman aspects uh Hmm. so the minotaurs are creatures that exist in the setting they're half bull half man and they exist kind of when a person has enough bad aspects that a spirit tries to make their home inside them uh transforming their physical appearance Mm -hmm. that's cool because that description is basically minotaurs as demon touched people pretty metal pretty berserk let's talk about religious iconography uh and icons because that's part of the setting as well uh horseshoe i think it'd be cool if it were 
I mean, really gothic cowboys is a really unique uh, <laughs> visual niche. You could, like, modify pretty easily, like, the black robes that Orthodox priests wear to be, like, rawhide, like, leather, and they're, like, more, like, bisected into two different clothing pieces. I like that. I like that. And their hat also is kind of a, you know, the Jesuit hat? Yeah, the wide brim. Kind of like a cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wide brim Jesuit hat, so the priests, like, wear those and shit. It's a cool aesthetic. Do they have guns? You, you cannot have... I would argue that you cannot have a good cowboy setting without six shooters. Okay, the, so guns, guns are, are also religious relics uh, if they belonged to a saint. Well, what if the guns are water guns? With holy well, water. I, I think it might tonally be a little... Uh, <laughs> I think we're hitting on some good stuff, and I'm going to veto water guns. Because <laughs> we're with holy water guns. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Zach. To have a cowboy story, they need to have guns or crossbows or just like something. Yeah. Like, I think, we're not going to have, have the Varangian guard just sitting there with like their fucking water gun muskets <laughs> defending the Pope from like okay. a bunch of militars. They have guns. Yes. They have... The Swiss guard fucking puffy sleeves. They have the black cloaks and Jesuit hats. Uh, Mm. And they have like long rifles and shit, but they're all ornate religious relics. Uh, Guns are like. What if instead of being like a whole order, there were only like seven or eight of these at a time saints. And then when they retire, they pass on their like religious weaponry to like a successor. So they each have one kind of gun. I like uh, Ooh, I like, I like there that. being more than seven or eight uh, because it gives you the possibility to adventure as them, right? I like guns as relics, though. I, I like the idea of a limited number of guns. You can't make new ones. That's interesting. Or like hmm. there are a limited number of holy guns. Like people can smith guns that are just regular six shooters, but holy weapons are in control of the church and they have the power to defeat like minotaurs and shit. Uh, that normal guns can't deal with. Sure. Can we um, talk about the embargo real quick? Because I think so. Oh, if this is like the embargo. Yeah. <laughs> if this is Wild West meets the diocese, um, then who from what country were they settlers? Right. I think that's who's doing the embargo. Is like the well, cowboys implies it doesn't mean. West entirely, but it does imply a vast area of land, like a field or a place right. to cowboy in. They could uh, be a group of religious refugees that like had to go across the sea. Instead of being a mission to like go and convert like a new world, they fled the old one. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, what if all the Catholics got forced out of Europe yeah, and forced like, to move to North a, America? What if a much less ornate and more sensible religion, <laughs> just hypothetically, <laughs> <laughs> took foothold and pushed a bunch of people out of Europe? <laughs> now, yeah, well, uh, it's interesting because happen. what happened with America is that the Protestants went over, right? Um, but what if, like, the whole Catholic Church tries to transplant itself to America? Like, that kind of vibe. I do like that kind of vibe. You know, what's funny is the reason that Protestants, one of the biggest reasons Protestants and Catholics clashed was over icons. Uh, so for the listener, Protestants believed that Catholics worshipped like statues themselves uh, instead of God, and they had too many symbols. Uh, and so this weird like ornate iconography that was popular in Orthodox and Catholic churches doesn't doesn't really translate over to Protestant churches as well. 
Well, and to uh, be fair, the line between mm-hmm. iconography and idolatry is kind of a thin one. Uh, yeah, especially, you know, when you're going by the literal text of the Bible, as Protestants were at the time. They, But yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a religious studies podcast. Well, we could have the uh, the country embargoing have like a strong, like austere philosophy. They don't like icons. Well, like real Calvinists. Yeah. 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 There's kind of a Calvinist power uh, that doesn't truck with all this spirit cattle nonsense. Oh, and they're like stuffy. They're they're the stuffed shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they've embargoed. So there's this kind of new land uh, that our Popat cowboys are in. And they're, they're kind of trying to bring all these relics over from the old world to this new land to the west. There's a huge embargo on these guns and saintly relics uh, that are used. It'd be cool if you had a bullet that had like a saint's tooth in it. And it's super like fucking... You have to find it after the battle because it's super <laughs> impactful Oh, yeah, and that's rare. really cool. You uh, keep it in a glass devotional case like around your neck. <laughs> right, that's why there's an embargo is because... Every one of these holy weapons, the source of its holiness, comes from having a piece of a saint in them. Oh, yeah. That's why there's only so many. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my six-shooter is made out of, like, the fucking arm bone of, like, listen, I don't know the bones, Uh, but the theme listeners just, like... Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's like how, like, um, Charlemagne's sword is supposed to have a piece of the true cross and the hilt, which is... Not true, but cool. Yeah, find me a piece of the true cross that really exists. <laughs> I, I have one like... right here, actually, and it's $5. <laughs> Talking about equipment, I think uh, you probably have a lot of folks who take minotaur horns and integrate them into their leather robe jacket things. Well, the outlaws might do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's cowboys, they're outlaws, yeah. right? People who don't like the order that this... Let's be frank, like, very hierarchical church is imposing on the formerly free West. Yeah, I mean, Mm. I think it'd be interesting if there are a lot of devotees of the the dark bull or whatever you want to call the the bull. Mm. The cloven god. Yeah, the cloven Mm. god. Um, And, like, they become eventually full-on minotaurs. And there's also like yeah, the, they're potential know, the hosts. Pan. They live lawlessly. Uh, they so they show no discipline uh, in their lives, which obviously the church like disapproves of. I think it could be cool if instead of it just being a generic sort of like evil want to steal souls, we could lean into like more of a bacchanalia kind of thing. Like yeah, that's kind of what I thought it would yeah, be. Yeah, I was gonna say like like Pan. Yeah, yeah. They have no <laughs> structure. That's why they're animalistic. You know, they lure people away from society as you're supposed mm-hmm. to be living in it. it. It's sort of like a Jedi versus the Sith sort of thing. Like the church preaches a very like um, restrictive sort of control over your actions and emotions. And the uh, Minotaur cowboys. The outlaws, uh, yeah. Outlaws are just like embracing degeneracy, but also finer emotions as well like right right uh, they're free they're free to love and, and all that kind of shit one thing i i think would be sort of a natural addition to this uh i think that there would be a huge trade in fake relics and oh, icons like all the fucking hell in real life you know yeah existed the saints belvin you were gonna say something 
Oh, I just don't want to go all the way to like full Jedi repress your emotions very orderly thing with the uh, with the Wranglers and because they're still like cowboys to a certain extent. I, I think yeah, there's but they're literally reining in uh, the wilder aspects of nature. Mm-hmm. Right. There, there's certainly law and order. There's like immense symbolism there to them being kind of like yeah. these John Wayne yeah. type. Uh, stoic kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they're just extremely John Wayne-y. I like that. I mean, like, white hat is like the the, the kinema term. Uh, right. I, I think the doctrine of the church um, surrounding these wranglers versus the reality is also a little bit different because the doctrine of the, the doctrine of the church basically is that they're saints. They, they can do no wrong and they are out there basically taming the evilness of humans and the evilness of nature or whatever. I don't, but the reality is that they are just, you know, they're just doing their job essentially like sort of like a, those who hunt monsters must be mm-hmm. wary not to turn into monsters themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, I think it's better if a lot of them are kind of morally gray and munch on cigars and have Raylan given yeah. vibes. Yeah, I think it probably would be a sort of thing that once you're imbued with that authority by the church, as long as you don't make a fuss and, like, get things done, we're not going to actually, like, police you that well, hard. there could be uh, Wrangler orders condemned by the church, kind of like the Templars were, for straying in their ways and becoming heretical. There could be conflict between Wranglers and the church. I mean, they're not a monolith, Belvin, you're right. There would be some that recognize you have to act more practically to survive, and they could be on tense terms with a more hierarchical uh, church structure that inhibits them from getting shit done. One of these orders, they could have attempted to try and, like, start making new... Like, they've started raiding the graves, basically, of recently passed-on saints, trying to steal body parts, basically, to make new weapons. Like, they're trying Mm. to buck the order of things. Yeah, and that's that's because of the embargo, because normally they have all their saintly weapons, but they're back uh, in the old land. Mm-hmm. Uh. How are you going to continue the hunt without weapons? Uh. I like that a lot. Can we spend a little time just fleshing out the flavor of the yeah yeah the setting? I'm just I'm just wondering if their cathedral equivalent has a lot of saloon stuff in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there could be like like one main like city saloons that serve wine uh saloons for <laughs> wine give me your hardest wine <laughs> you, yeah every cowboy has like a sainted chalice with him uh that <laughs> he can swig it would be really funny if like you literally have a hip flask full of wine and you break out like your gold chalice to do communion at the end of the day <laughs> yeah like miracles are happening like transubstantiations happening all the time where like if you dip your chalice in like a river water like it turns into like sainted wine for you to drink like while you're on the trail oh uh, yeah it could have like restorative properties uh mm. well now walter that's interesting Mundane miracles falling around the Wranglers. I love that. I like that, too. I think it really sets the tone of the setting as being kind of a miraculous uh, one. Especially because we've established Minotaurs exist, and they're kind Mm -hmm. of a miracle in a perverse way. And it's kind of lopsided. It is a little bit like, I don't want to keep making comparisons to Star Wars because I I don't like it. 
I don't like Star Wars anymore. Um, you and me both, brother. If you look at Star Wars and you're not a Jedi in that setting, it's not it's not actually a great place to be, um, depending on the time period. If you're one of the like seven or eight blessed pre-Wranglers, I guess, that have these saintly guns, mm. uh, miracles follow you, essentially. Yeah. Everyone else... They, they they definitely you have to go to not. church to get your miracles basically right. which a lot of them are necessary to survive well it, it's like the wild west in that way yeah 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh but that's interesting walter like the people so we could expand it so the wranglers have miracles follow them but they're also just your your holy sheriffs at all these little podunk frontier towns yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there are more than eight Wranglers also, because you only really get a sainted status after you've martyred yourself. Yeah, you I, know? I think we were talking about orders. I think every order has basically one saintly weapon that they bequeath. I think that's badass. On like, essentially, the leader of their order. Yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. bullwhip, the long rifle. Yes, Bull, bull whip, the holy bull whip that yeah, they dude. use for hunting vampire minotaurs. <laughs> um. <laughs> We're keeping Van Helsing out of this setting. And Belvin, I think you're right that this setting does suck to live in. Just like if you were a yeoman in like Western Europe, it would suck if you weren't a knight or a church official. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of when you port the old time iconography over to the setting... I think, too, you can port over, like, the misery <laughs> that comes with that. All right. I mean, it's a really dangerous country to live in, and people die all the time. And there's not enough miracles to save everybody. Right. I mean, you get raided by lost minotaurs. Lost minotaurs oh, yeah. being minotaurs who are just, like, super far gone, a little feral. Farmland is scarce if you don't get enough miracles. Should we talk a little bit about what it is... A little bit more about what it's like to live in this setting, like where you probably would be or like what the like we could talk about terrain or something like that. Um, yeah, you'd have to be, you know, you could be like just an adventurer uh, of which there's you'd primarily go out to adventure to find gold, like pan for it. Uh, find new unsettled land, uh, start a township. You could do stuff like that. Well, I, but I imagine most people would just be farmers. Yeah, m- most people would farm. Yeah. Well, if mm-hmm. if this is like a new, it's not a new world per se, but it's like a newly settled region. It could be one that instead of it being on the coast of like an ocean, it could be like down a river from where these like Protestant, like austere, this austere religious like community that. originated. And that's the one like city in the region is like a terminus basically that is by the river and is where like yeah, anyone new comes in. point on artifacts coming in. Because the upper river is controlled by a rival mm-hmm. uh, church. So that makes sense. So people smuggle goods like either down the river or they like have to make night raids into the north to go and get it. Or wherever, whatever. I don't know. I just assume north, south, south in, river. out yeah. east. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Fucking Mississippi east, has done this to me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that. Yonder. If you're not a farmer, you could also be, I mean, there'd be tremendous need for tradesmen, uh, wheelwrights, uh, candle makers for religious services, any kind of like velvet maker or like uh, clothing maker. You would, yeah. 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 Like there would be tremendous need for goldsmithing as well, because gold would be used in a lot of these ostentatious rituals. 
Like idea that like they've irrigated a whole portion of this uh, new region just to support growing wine, like growing yeah, grapes for wine. Like wine yeah. would be a tremendous uh, thing that's used in a lot of ritual that you would need. Mm-hmm. Walter, you talked about the common folk just getting their like mundane miracles um, from the church, which is, I guess, kind of also the corner store of the setting. Um, maybe you need like certain cantrips to make these mundane miracles work. So the, uh, some farming like is just that. for like essentially cantrips. I like that a lot where you like uh, you need to buy like a instead of a packet of seeds, you go to the general store and buy a litany or something that's written out to ensure like a harvest, uh, like a prayer card, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. You could collect instead of a box of matches, it's like literally a box of prayer cards that can like light a flame instead of having a flint and iron. Oh, yeah. There should be magic you can buy, like prayers you can buy, but they're yeah. expensive because they do the work of a man's hands really quickly and really effectively. So not mm-hmm. everyone buys them. A lot of people are just down on their luck farmers who don't get miracles. And selling miracles on paper is the way that the monastic orders like make money too, you know? So they kind of like, mm-hmm. that's where they come from and that's who buys them as richer types of people who want convenience. If you want to clean your water and not have to worry about what you're drinking, there's a miracle for that. But not everyone has access to it. And that sort of leans into the Templar angle as well, because their whole thing was like banking, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I think you're right. I just like the idea of like really shit miracles, like what Dan described, where you just like start spark, (laughs) make a little spark. (laughs) I think that's something that the orders would still and rich people would use them to light light candles, mm-hmm. like literally yeah, just yeah. waste them. <laughs> then uh, there's probably mountains, right, to hide these bandit. There'd uh, be groups. mountain ranges and shit out there. It, it's kind of the end of this river, so there's a big yeah. lake, uh, and then it's a big, big valley, a big western valley with high rocky mountain-esque places and then beyond that kind of like mesa like plateaus uh and that's like the true wilds you yeah, know mantars have set up shop where there. the bulls mm-hmm. run free yeah. yeah you're already talking about a big river obviously uh there's could be there's the grand canyon yeah it and, oh hell uh, yeah something like that mm-hmm. uh which that'll be a great place to film uh when this gets converted to uh uh, made for TV movies. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a whole series. Well, what if there is Hell a yeah. robust community of riverboats, and on those riverboats are the only people that aren't like either super religious or uh, pantheists, hedonists. They're just like just trying to live. <laughs> I like oh, yeah. that, and they they're like lake people too. Yeah. Who live out on the lake. It'd be cool also if the naming conventions were kind of like American Old West. You have like the mm-hmm. big river diocese. Uh, or like all of these yeah. like yes the great lakes diocese yeah the great lakes diocese or shit like that the uh, flatlander fellowships shit like that mm-hmm. the sherman's march diocese sherman's no. march diocese i do like <laughs> a little early. i'm interested in your religion uh, <laughs> tell me more <laughs> yeah one thing i think when people or like in the past when there were wild west xps um they were not like doing an xp so much as a weird mashup um like native americans would be substituted for some sort of monstrous race just to keep the tropes um but that mm-hmm. itself is pretty yeah. problematic so let me just it's take pretty, the opportunity yeah. to say the minotaurs are not in any way 
taking the place of Native Americans and saying there are no Native yeah, Americans. Yeah, let's even time. say let's no. even say that they yeah. arrived after, uh, and they're just guys. All right. Well, no, so I mean, they're not indigenous to the area. I think when they move into the area, when they had this mythology of the cloven gods, like in a way that sort of led to the Mintar phenomenon. Oh, well, maybe they were exiled heretics uh, who took up residence there and then we followed. So we're reclaiming. There's a holy war against heresy uh, from the point of view of the church. Oh, the holy hunt. The holy hoedown. <laughs> oh, close. Oh, God. <laughs> I do, but I do like the idea of these, God, what is it? Like animal spirit beliefs and stuff that I actually don't know all that much about. So I don't know if we'll, I don't want to lean <laughs> well, into in, it. In Warcraft, as, as I'm saying it, the Tarn, the Mentar race are coded pretty heavily. Yeah, that's Native true, American actually. Terms. I didn't even think right. about that. But yeah, yeah. It's yeah, good that we nip that. that. Oh, yeah. What's cool too is you might think, hey, like old school European, like weird Catholicism and the old West, like they're completely different environments. But actually, both environments required like an absurd amount of faith on the part of like every participant in order to work. Like the old, you went to the old West because you had faith in an idea uh, and mm-hmm. faith that led you there. And it and a was magic gun. kind of a religious pilgrimage. Uh, yeah embodying manifest destiny as opposed to like hard religiosity but anyway just a personal just a private take there from old walt (laughs) this has been walt's thoughts this has been a great return to form for us by the way on the ep i'm i really like this one if there was any doubt yeah, this one hums. Yeah, it's um you this won't one like in cowboys. <laughs> no. Catholic imagery. I wasn't even gonna say anything never. about that. But I wouldn't want to ruin yeah. the contest for our fans. Hell yeah. I think it Walt's gonna make them a nice Bolognese. Any closing thoughts on this setting? Anywhere you would want to take it if we were to visit it again? Uh I don't know about that, but holy songs or folk songs. Oh yeah, fucking devotional oh, yeah. songs. Mm. Oh shit. Yeah, that's cool. Just a bunch of like fucking people marching in procession uh, on horseback uh, to the next town, singing like songs to protect them. Mm-hmm. You need you need the guitar. You need the guitar for the in the old west. Uh, well, well, it's funny because I think the guitar is a Spanish. It's instrument. an Iberian. Yeah, yeah. So that's an easy so, port over. Uh, yeah, I think it's West African, but oh, well, well, not an, sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, West West African Morocco. There's some there's some weird link. Um, but what I was gonna say is, what if somebody there was like some sort of uh, confidence man that was uh, let's say he was doing some sort of magic trick and he opened up a portal to a demon dimension. <laughs> 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 what if that happened? That'd be pretty cool. Well. <laughs> Now we've ruined it. Uh, That's our show. (laughs) Direct crossover. If you like this episode, you can subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice to get new episodes every Saturday. If you wish, go ahead and write us a review on iTunes. Share us with anyone who likes world building. It really helps us out. Our artist, courtesy of the talented and wonderful Shell Tor, Jovial Paradox on Twitter. You can tweet at us too at LoreLads or send us spirited hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always... Happy world building.